welcome to Smooches and Stabs with Pepper Basham and Jamie Jo Wright. Studying history, how history should have happened, and creating all kinds of fictional conspiracy theories. Hey, we are here at Smooches and Stabs. We are. It's Pepper Basham and Jamie Jo Wright coming to you right after Christmas. With yes, even though the video recording, the recording probably won't come out till who knows February. Oh, <laughs> you know, when I decide to hit upload, will probably be about August. I'm thinking. <laughs> See, I was more. I had more faith in you than you had in your in yourself. There, what's going on? I have no faith in myself anymore. But you know. <laughs> That's another podcast for another time. <laughs> oh my gosh. So much fun. Well, I'm just glad that we're back doing smooches and snaps for our, you know, 1.5 listeners that have subscribed <laughs> to our channel. I feel sorry for the 0.5 person. You are yeah, more than you feel. They're slowly on their way out. That's why they get a 0.5. They're like, they're those people that are like partway through a book and they're like, man, if this doesn't pick up soon, this book is getting closed and deep fived or deep sixed, deep sixed, deep five. I don't deep know. Sixed? Deep ah, six. I got to look it up. Deep okay. six. You know, deep six. I think there are people who are looking forward to hearing more smooches and stabs because I've had comments coming in saying, oh, you guys going to start battle. It's great. So let's we're going to be hopeful that that's a more consistent thing if we can do it. So we could be up from 1.5 to 2. Or 2.5. Let's keep the 0.5 in there. For some reason, I kind of like that. <laughs> the 0.5 is kind of fun. <laughs> yes. At least she didn't say 0.25 because that's like someday, just ahead. Someday when, I'm di- when, I'm, when I die and you, you come to my funeral and I'm laying there in my casket, just put a sign in my hands that says, I'm the 0.5. <laughs> You don't think I don't think Nate will let me do that. I think he totally would. And then play <laughs> pop be, goes the weasel during the during the funeral. You know what? That would be super fun. Oh, I yeah. want to have such a fun funeral that like I I don't want to miss it. <laughs> okay, so oh, speaking of pop goes the weasel and funerals, got a story for you. Okay, this is not part of what we're talking about today. No, it's, a real it's life not. Story. No, so um, I have several funeral we're working in a funeral home stories from my grandmother and so we're talking she had stories from her grandmother so we're talking the early 1900s or late 1800s now lots of times there was no embalming anything like that so right anyway there I'll tell one story next time I'll tell the other story we'll start with this one and then your grandma and I need to become best friends (sighs) oh maybe in heaven (laughs) we can manage that you guys Um, anyway (laughs) all my grandparents um, anyway, um, she told a story of from her great from her grandmother. Her grandmother's friend used to work in a funeral home around the turn of the century, late 1800s. And again, this is like small town, mountain town, so that kind of mm-hmm. little community. And the the man was uh, kind of like he kind of cleaned up in the funeral home he's the one who helped straighten things up helped move stuff things like that he didn't do a lot of the work with the bodies but he was often asked to keep watch at night in the places where the bodies were kept because 
Yeah, didn't want anybody messing with, didn't want animals getting in, anything like that, you know, mm-hmm. sort of thing. So one night he was keep- <laughs> he was keeping watch and <laughs> speaking of pop goes the weasel, he was keeping watch <laughs> and and the coffin, there were like three coffins and they were open because they're gonna be buried the next day. Right. And he's sitting there either reading a book or working on some cleaning or something like that and turns around and all of a sudden a body pops up to a sitting position in one of the coffins. How? What had happened? What had happened? It was a guy with a hunchback and they had pinned him down so that he would stay in the coffin and the pins had come afterwards but you know in that time period unfortunately there were lots of live burials because people yeah. who yeah. were in comas or something like that because you didn't do um uh right. you didn't embalm there was that chance that that would happen and granny had stories of that happening too of people sitting up uh during the wake and being like oh my goodness you were going to bury me so yeah but that one was actually a comical one because um (laughs) trying to pin him down my mind i have so many stories now i'm going to dedicate an entire book to you and then you're just going to feed me feed me these stories it it seemed to fit the pop goes the Mm -hmm. weasel funeral idea it totally fits that's like totally what i was getting at but better Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, everybody, thanks for joining us for this episode of Switches <laughs> and Stamps. Now to the real story. Now to the real story, which we have one today, which I think you're introducing today's I today's am. story. So let's now, let's dig in. This story is much more along the lines of a Jamie Joe Wright book than a Pepper Basham book, just so you know, even though Jamie Joe keeps rubbing off on me with the mystery idea. I, I don't I'm like- liking it. And I don't quite get, but I don't quite go all the way over into creepy. So mm-hmm. I don't want to go over to creepy, but I like the idea of like cozy mystery slash teensy tiny tiptoe into suspense. So this though is pretty interesting. And it came out as a movie in what, 2019, 2018 um, called The Vanishing. But the real story is actually pretty interesting and leaves lots of room for possibilities right okay yeah and disclaimer here i watched the movie the vanishing in preparation for this podcast so i really i'll be throwing in little movie like tidbits as we go but i really hope the story is more interesting than the movie was well the story has no answer so that's what's cool here we go okay um on december 15th a ship was going by the Flannan Islands. The Flannan Islands are in the Outer Hebrides of Scotland. So they're a little bit further off of the mainland. And so they're more remote. Okay. Mm-hmm. So a ship was going toward um, from Philadelphia to Leith and passes by the Flannan Isles. And the Flannan Isles has a lighthouse on it. And on December 15th, this ship passes by the isle and notices the light's not working. And they're like, oh, that's odd. The light's not working. If there's a storm, 
the ship won't know. So the ship gets to Leith three days later and informs the lighthouse board that it seems like the lighthouse, the light is out at the Flannan Isle lighthouse. Well, because of um, a storm that had been passing through, it took a little while for them to send a relief boat to the Flannan Islands to find out what was going on. So on December 26th, the boat finally arrives and uh, Boxing Day, actually, which was yesterday, mm -hmm. um, the boat finally arrives and Jim Harvey is the ship's captain and the boat arrives with a relief lighthouse keeper to, okay. to allow one of the uh, remaining three lighthouse keepers that were on supposedly on Flannan Islands keeping watch of the, the lighthouse. They brought a lighthouse relief guy whose name was Joseph Moore. So the ship leaves Joseph Moore, sends Joseph Moore out in a little boat and says, go check what's going on. Um, the captain does a foghorn to let the lighthouse keepers know that he's there. Nobody comes down to find them to see if they're, you know, the lighthouse keepers usually come to greet the ship that's come in. Nobody comes. So in goes uh, Joseph Moore, the relief guy. And when he gets up to the lighthouse, nobody is there. He sees, reportedly, he sees uh, the door closed, but not locked. Uh, a half-eaten meal on the table, an overturned chair, and the clocks are stopped. But all three of the lighthouse keepers are gone completely. Hmm. So a few days later, a few days later, an investigation takes place on the um, island. They find out that there's lots of wreckage on the west side of the island, like from a storm hit. Okay. okay. Loose ropes and all these sorts of things, like as if a storm had hit that side of the island. Um, but there, the last visible sign was the 15th that the lighthouse light was not working and there had been no storms before that time right around the 15th reported anywhere. But evidently the light wasn't working on the 15th. So they're assuming that maybe something happened right around then. They just don't mm -hmm. know when the storm happened. So mm -hmm. there's evidence of a storm. Uh, there's evidence of one man's, one lighthouse keeper's outside jacket still inside the lighthouse but the other two jackets are gone hmm. no bodies are ever found and there you go all right there has been no definite results what happened to these three lighthouse keepers the most likely um suggested um reason is mm -hmm. that a storm came up suddenly the two two of the lighthouse guys went out to salvage some of the their weaponry. Right. I mean weaponry. weaponry. Some of their equipment. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Some of their equipment. They went out to make sure it was secure. Were swept away. And the third lighthouse keeper, because you're never supposed to leave the lighthouse no. unmanned. No. Right. So no. the third one was not supposed to leave. Mm -hmm. Um, but they're thinking that he saw that some that a wave may have been coming and he went out to warn the other two lighthouse keepers and they were all swept away that is the conclusion that the investigation came up with um at, at the end of december beginning of january okay now there's lots of possibility of yes. things now, here's the cool thing okay some cool things about this island this island is called saint finnan's island and it was, there's an old church, 7th century church that was built by St. Finnan. And no one ever lives on this island. Only sheep and the lighthouse keepers. 
Sounds it's like un- a great place. <laughs> right. It's uninhabited. Now, here are locals. Locals say they do not spend the night there ever because you can hear voices on the wind. And they don't know what that means. Now, we are, we are in Scotland for this. So that means you've got lore. You've got oh, superstition. You've got you. all the fairies and all the the bokeh and all the fun stuff that go along with Scotland. So I'm mm-hmm. having a little bit of a blast with imagination right now. Little okay. bit. Yeah. So what happened? Now, here are some here are some very good fun story ideas of what could have happened. Okay. In my mind, if I'm going to leave out the fantasy part of it, which I would prefer the fantasy part. But if I'm going to leave out the fantasy part, I would think that one of the guys was known for having a hot temper. I think his MacArthur was one of the mm-hmm. lighthouse keepers names. He was right. known for having a hot temper. Um, and another one, I think Marshall was already, and he had already lost some of his equipment in a previous lighthouse uh, opportunity. And he had paid uh, five pounds, which at that time was super big money in, in 1900. <clears throat> So he was afraid of losing some of his equipment. So we had some high anxiety going on okay. just among the three guys, possibly. Right. right. These right. are all seasoned lighthouse guys. They're all seasoned. So they should have known how to handle a storm. They should have known how to handle normal atmospheric things that could have happened. So right. here's my, here's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if one of, if there was a fight that broke out that caused mm-hmm. one of them to fall then the, then the other two attacked each other because one killed the other. Mm-hmm. And then um, the third one maybe did take a boat off <clears throat> and leave mm-hmm. never to return because he knew he'd go to jail for what happened right. um, to the other two. And, and my guess would be like two of them are family men. One of them was a single guy. Right. And so what if, you know, he's, he's regretful because he just, made widows of these this family man right made a widow of this family man so that would be a possibility pirates is a possibility which i kind of like because it adds a lot of adventure and suspense were they killed by pirates were they captured by pirates right is there kind of like the movie you watch you can go into detail about that was mm-hmm. there some sort of treasure found on the island Right, that may have never been found before, and these guys were like, "Oh, let's go off and start a new life." New life, right? Well, and really, the movie kind of does a mishmash of everything that you just said, because it talks about the the gold being found, and MacArthur is pretty much going into almost a semi psychotic breakdown, and he ends up killing one of them, and then. They, the, the two remaining ones leave the island only to have another one die. I'm spoiler alerting this because this movie is not worth your time. Yeah, um, right, right. It's, it's like, it's like the, the epic concept for a really amazing film. And it's so, it's beyond predictable. And it's just, you know, unless you want to see a lot of men fighting and throwing bloody right. things at the screen it's that's about all it is it was disappointing uh, it was disappointing well, and it then, was and because there's so much more you could do with this story right and the question i do have questions like if if it was a a pirate attack or something like that two things i have questions about 
Number one, why the leftover jacket whenever a, a seasoned seaman would not have left the lighthouse in December without no. his oil skins. Number right. two, why stop the clocks? Well, the stop unless, the clocks are see, the thing. You could make this funny, like a <laughs> the dark humor. You oh, could have had oh. three three lighthouse keepers, one of which has a mentality sort of like I do, where when he realizes they're all going to perish, he's like, let's make it look like something really creepy so that 150 years from now, people are still talking about what happened to us. Pepper but what's Jamie the first thing you do? You stop the clocks. Always stop the clocks. Always. Because then it makes people question, why did the clock stop? Mm -hmm. dun, dun, dun. it is weird did they do they say that the clocks all were stopped at the same time i wasn't able to find that i did actually look for that and i couldn't find if they had stopped because usually you know this as well as i from your research when someone died in the late 1800s early 1900s you stopped the clocks in the right. house on the time at the time they died so the question might be if one of the lighthouse died. keepers died and it wasn't, and it was an accident and he died by accident, right? Then they've stopped the clocks. But why would, what happened to the other two? And number two, why would there be a half eaten meal? I can understand, like, let's say the third lighthouse guy saw a big wave coming and, and he uh, was eating, saw the big wave coming, ran out to warn maybe right. the other lighthouse guy and was swept away too, but he ran out jumped up from the chair the chair falls backward half the food is eaten runs out to warn him without putting his oil skins on and he swept away along with the second one who hadn't died yet you know so it's plausible that, that's but that's so but there's so many things that have to happen to make that happen you know well i i i love the idea of the island already having an aura of, of supernatural mm -hmm. weird Ness, which would work out well for selkies or mermaids I think. it never fails pepper it never fails you have to romanticize it don't you well the selkie idea is really fun for romance i mean you said like the supernatural and stuff and my brain's going to like old lighthouse keepers that have died in the past and pirates and the ghosts are coming up to consume the ones that have you know taken up the post and it's <laughs> you know this deep dark vortex of evil and you're going ooh, silkies and mermaids <laughs> well you know and a lot of people did think of the ghost ship as an yeah. idea of what happened to them or as um uh pirates as an idea of what really happened to them, or a giant sea serpent um happened um because we are again off the coast of scotland anything is possible <laughs> yeah, it was probably the Loch Ness monster on his way to the lake that he now lives in or something very possible very possible mm -hmm. I don't know does Loch Ness pour out into the sea who no, cares I'm sure it doesn't it, but it's <laughs> it's this is storytelling pepper anything can happen he grew wings and flew um <laughs> he flew on the spirits of the dead lighthouse keepers there you go of of the past of the dead of the lighthouse keepers in the past or, you know, the fact that it's, so people would say about this island, which I just think is still fascinating. Having been to Scotland, one of the islands we visited, which is not uninhabited, but it's the Isle of Iona, which mm -hmm. is a very holy kind of island that they see over there. One of the, the first place Christianity came in, uh, one of the 
the sacred places Christianity came into Scotland, they say. Okay. And when you do step on that shore, there's this sense of, I don't know, it's just a very interesting, old, ancient place feeling. Okay. And so it is curious that you know these old ancient places carry with them sometimes age you feel the age not that i'm believing ghosts or anything but i'm saying if we were going to just have fun with this right right if we were going to have fun with this what did happen could the 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 mystery of scottish war play into either ghosts from previous lighthouse keepers ghosts uh who uh, maybe old saints ghosts who bring down men who are not you know doing the right thing maybe the guy the guy did lose his temper and kill one or both the other lighthouse keepers and then the ghost took over and uh took him down as judgment uh, or <laughs> i still well, like the, yeah i like the selkie i like the selkie idea because i can totally romanticize selkie ideas if you can't see her she's got this incredulous look on her face right now no i was just (laughs) as i i laugh i bad cold so if you hear me like grunge laughing it's that's why um you could i mean if you wanted to go with that you could say there was like a mermaid that they found on the shore one of the lighthouse keepers fell in love with her and he had to murder the other two in order to keep her safe or he went into mermaids are not known to be nice no they're they're not but see i was i was trying i was trying to contribute i see that i see that but she could have caused him to go into a jealous frenzy because they were known to be very magical and not nice selkies Mm. same thing could happen with a selkie so she was the cause of his psychological collapse yes his break and so he went and then killed the guys and out of jealousy then it was so remorse so mournful over what he did he went inside and stopped the clocks had a final meal and joined her in the ocean for all sure he kicked the chair over before he left the house maybe she yes what what would have been her motivation though i don't know she probably ate him when she got him down there anyway Oh, food. Yeah, it's always the motivator. <laughs> food is a big motivator for me. <laughs> it's the motivator. Why'd you kill him? I was hungry. <laughs> what made you do that? I was hungry. Well, like all these Why guys did you go are... on a killing spree? I was hangry. All these guys are Scottish, so they're going to have some belief in Scottish lore, too. Makes you just wonder what happened. It's true. What, what do you think? Are you with the ghost pirates still? Well, you know, I like the ghost pirate idea. Um, on the flip side, there's the part of my writing side that's like, it's such a trope that I don't know if I can stick with the pirate concept. Like, you get a lighthouse, you kind of expect to have pirates. So, you know, I like, you know, me and my twisty brain. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of still am, in, am liking the concept of one of the guy having a mental breakdown mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that does definitely lend itself toward some explanation of the creep effect around the lighthouse yes um that it that the whatever is going on on this island impacted him in such a way that he went crazy right but if i were to write this into a book and i was to have no like limitations like there's just no limitations in what i can write i would probably say the reason for his psychological breakdown was because the lighthouse 
was alive. Yes, of course you was. And, and so the lighthouse itself feels very um, proprietary of the island. Mm-hmm. And that's why they've had a bad, bad string of luck at this lighthouse over the decades and the centuries. It's like something does not want them there. And they're always attributing it to ghosts or something. But no, it's the spirit of the sea <laughs> that is yes. infused into the bricks and mortar of the lighthouse. <laughs> and if it's not going to claim your very breath, it will claim your mind and maybe only the one who's most closest to going volatile because macarthur or whoever it was which was the most volatile right he might have been the most susceptible to the influence of the sea and the island okay i mean we know that if you and i get thrown into this lighthouse who's the first one to go mentally it's me i mean you're gonna kill me i'm the problem it's me will kill me I feel so much more it's me. right now. Hi, <laughs> I'm the problem. It's me. Wait, make that hey, those would be some good moment. TikToks. Like pictures of dead, like dead things. <laughs> Hi. Oh, yeah. That gets- okay. okay. A very, a very non-fantastical thought here. So the relief lighthouse keeper's name was Joseph Moore. We don't know anything really about the background of these lighthouses. Wasn't that the name of the guy who founded the Mormons? <laughs> I think it's Joseph Smith that did oh, that. Well, you know, same difference. Joseph Moore, <laughs> Joseph Smith. Okay, moving on. Back to your hypothesis. <laughs> so Joseph Moore was the lighthouse keeper who came as a relief to the to fin- St. Finnan's Island for these okay. to find out what right. was going on. Right. Right. Whatever happened to him? Okay. Keep talking. We don't know. But interestingly, what if he was already in league with one of the lighthouse guys who were already on the island? Okay. Okay. Maybe they already knew of some kind of treasure that was there. And so what he did was he went into the lighthouse. The one lighthouse keeper had already killed the other two. Right. Mm hmm. Joseph Moore's the only one who saw the first everything. He was left alone to go up to the lighthouse by himself first to find out what had happened. You get this from all these mystery stories where sometimes the murderer is the one who comes in, uh, you know, first and leaves all the clues that you're supposed to have. Right, right. So he went in, maybe got rid of the final lighthouse keeper so he could keep everything himself, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Turned over the chair stopped the clocks all this sort of thing and then came back down and said oh my goodness look what I, nobody's there hmm. <laughs> not fantastical but an interesting idea it could it could be it could be maybe this was all part of his master plan i found his letter i just found his letter ooh, that ooh. he wrote joseph moore wrote yes yes after he went and investigated what did he say um well it's a long letter so i won't read the whole thing by the way the Um, island is very small and it's a pretty location oh i'm moving i'm so moving there okay (laughs) i went up i was the first to land i can't read this with a scottish accent i was the first to land leaving mr mccormick and his men in the boat till i should return from the lighthouse i went up came to the entrance gate 
I found it closed. Oh, I can hear the eerie music. Yeah, the gates closed and the doors closed. So if somebody was leaving in a hurry, would they have done that? I made for the entrance door leading to the kitchen and storeroom, found it also closed, and the door inside that. But the kitchen door itself was open. On entering the kitchen, I saw that the fire was not lighted for some days. The beds were empty just as they had left them in the early morning. I didn't take time to search further. I knew something serious had occurred. And then he goes on. He goes, the lamp was cleaned, the fountain full, blinds on the windows, etc. Um, and then I was ordered back to the island. So he went back a second time, went ashore, traversed the island from end to end, but nothing was seen to convince us what happened. The crane itself, which is a part of the um, hoisting things from ships from down below and unhoisting them up. Um, we had an old box halfway up the railing for holding West Landing mooring ropes and tackles, and it is gone. Some of the ropes, it appears, got washed out of it. They lay strewn on the rocks near the crane. The crane like a storm had happened safe. or yes. something had attacked it. Yes. Sea creatures. There's nothing to give us an indication that the poor, that it was there, oh, that the hand railing was there when the poor men lost their lives. Only that Mr. Marshall has his sea boots on and oil skins. Also, Mr. Ducat has his sea boots on. He had no oil skin, only an old waterproof coat. Um, and Donald MacArthur was wearing his coat left behind him with, oh, has his wearing coat left behind him. They wrote weird letters. Like their yes, English is they did. really weird. So MacArthur didn't take his coat. So it so is MacArthur assumed, was the one that went out in shirt sleeves. Right. It, and it's assumed that he was the one who was mm -hmm. at the table mm -hmm. when uh, he went out to warn the other two of whatever he was going to warn them of. And he's also one that they consider to be very volatile. Right. So, you know, who knows? Who knows what happens? I do kind of like the idea, though, that Joseph Moore is not 100% innocent. <laughs> and because. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, but there's been no uh, accounts of anything creepy happening again. Well, that's because he's a mastermind. That's right. Well, if, if, if he was the mastermind and it wasn't something supernaturally crazy then it could only just happen once and not be a part of the whole spooky. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, looking over these historical letters that I've run across, I mean, I'm skimming them. They all seem pretty sure that there was an accident kind of like you described and, you know, that all happened. But they, they can't prove it. Away. There's they no way to prove it. The other thing that's really neat about the island, besides just the idea that I love, the whole Scottish lore behind it being, and what is this island? What is happening on this island? All this sort of stuff, you know. Um, uh, I love that um, it continues to be an unanswered question all these years right. later, over a hundred oh, years later. Here's course. here's a, a really neat little sentence. It says, um, "Implausible stories ensued after the first 
investigation didn't come up with definite answers. I mean, nobody could definitely say because there were never any bodies found. No. And the, the clocks being stopped, whoops, the clocks being stopped really messed with people. Right. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. And so it says implausible stories ensued, such as that a sea serpent had carried them in a way that they had been arranged for a ship to take them away and start new lives, which both two of the guys were, were fathers of multiple children, um, that they had been abducted by foreign spies or that they had met their fate through the malevolent presence of a boat filled with ghosts. The baleful influence of the Phantom of the Seven Hunters was widely suspected locally. Well, now you throw that out there. The Phantom of the Seven Hunters? That yes, sounds like that's... a booked Phantom of the Seven I Hunters. I know it says this, yes. Uh, ooh. Ooh. That's a whole other story. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Well, so we have to do that one for another time. Tune in for part two next week <laughs> on Smooches right, and Stabs. Right. I would love to hear what you guys think as listeners. <laughs> do you, are you going? Are you all for the Seven Hunters thing? You're all about it. <laughs> no, I just stumbled on the. These are. This is another solution. A okay. ship arrived and took the three lighthouses to a new life of heavy drinking and wild women. <laughs> and well, there the you answer. have it folks that's the, the mystery answer. of the flannel isles lighthouse has been solved it's, it's been solved. nothing subversive nothing also malicious <laughs> just got sick of the island and they left for heavy drinking and wild they women got, they got sick of the of the island's life and they got sick of married life clearly clearly and, and were taken away on Dun-dun. the chose to go with this ship. So so funny, funny thing. I really want to know what the listeners think. What what yeah. um kind of co- conclusion do you want to draw from all these different clues? Also, if Jamie or I were going to write a story based on this historical event, um, which direction should we go? Right? Mm. How yeah, would I you think that's add a good question? Yeah, how would you add romance that isn't selkie or <laughs> must you add romance you, no. you always must add romance, oh, romance okay. is All always right. involved jamie how can you not <sighs> it's already suspenseful it's already suspenseful it's giving you ball down the plate for suspense here right which means you don't want to like dial it back you just want to keep no. amping it up no, but maybe Joseph Moore and one of the other lighthouse keeper guys were fighting over the same lady. Oh, how did you not? How did you not figure <laughs> out this thread, Pepper? One of the lighthouse, the one that was, because there was three lighthouse men. Uh huh. One was volatile. One was in charge of the lighthouse. The other mm-hmm. was known for being very quiet. What if the quiet one? Was not a man <gasps> right love triangle bada bing chalk Ooh, one up tr- for jamie joe <laughs> pepper you can she go right that love romance, mushy mushy stuff that poor and then woman I'll kill them stuck all on an island with those two men 
who would you fall in love with? The psychotic killer? She killed both the guys and went off with the gold. That's what happened. And that's the end of Smooches and Stabs today, folks. (laughs) Best ending ever. Boom. Boom. Mic drop. Yeah. (laughs) We're so feminist. We can't even act feminist on a podcast. I know. We're so not. I was looking for the names again. And I was trying to see how we could shorten one to be a girl's name. Um, I'm like, yeah, like James, Thomas, and Donald. Oh. Thomas Cena. Was that John Cena's like, like um, predecessor? <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Oh, this your is answers. Good. Give us your answers, and we will see you next time on Smooches and, and Taps. Thank you for joining this episode of Smooches and Stabs with Pepper Basham and Jamie Jo Wright. Find us at facebook.com forward slash smooches and stabs on YouTube and on your favorite podcast player. Mm-hmm.